Hello, 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 everyone. And this is Inflamed Sisters Thriving Podcast. My name is Katina Morrison, and you are now listening to or watching on YouTube, the Inflamed Sisters Thriving Podcast, a safe space created to guide women living with chronic illness to uncover their purpose by doing what they were meant to do, move in power by advocating for themselves and accelerate growth in their health career, and business. You will learn how to stop hiding and start thriving. We will inspire, educate, and motivate you as we show you and Flame Sisters thrive together always. And once again, my name is Katina Morrison, and I am the host of the Inflamed Sisters Thriving Podcast. And I am so excited because today I have the amazing Dr. L.J. Johnson. Hey, how are you what's doing? Up, what's up? I'm good. I'm good. I enjoyed my holiday weekend and I'm ready to rock through the rest of the week. What can I say? Yes, it was an amazing holiday weekend. Having those three day long weekends, they're blessings um, sprinkled throughout the year. We need more of them, though. Okay. We need more. In fact, the work week should only be four days. Okay. And that's Um, that's what what I'm setting my work week to. Yes. (laughs) Four days, right? Four, you know eight hour days. We're good. We'll just get it all into four days, three days to rest and recover, recuperate, come back strong. All right. Well, one day I'm going to be like you, sis. When I grow up, (laughs) I'm going to be like you. Listen. (laughs) So what we are, um, I'm so excited to have you. And what I would like for you to do is really introduce yourself to the audience and let, let them know what you do. What do I do? So I am Dr. LJ Johnson. I am a women's hormone coach. I specifically specify in endometriosis, PCOS, and fibroids. It took me 16 years to get my own endometriosis diagnosis. So that is my passion. That is my thing. I love everything to do with chronic illness. I know it doesn't sound sexy, but everything to do with period health, chronic illness, chronic illness warriors, that is my passion. Yes. And we have that in common, sis. Um, as a chronic illness coach myself and a person who has lived with multiple chronic illnesses, especially um, endometriosis, mm-hmm. I felt it was important to have you on this show because you are the expert in these areas. Um, and you're also someone I refer people to a lot um, because I'm like, she will get you together. I would love to know, um, where did your personal journey of endometriosis start? My personal journey, wow, it it makes me, I always feel old when I tell my story. So I'm 43 now, but my endo journey started when I was 14 years old. Um, I mean, I started my periods at 12, like anyone else, you know, I was a girl turning into a woman, trying to figure out my body, trying to figure out all the things. At the age of 14, it became debilitating periods, pelvic pain, pain outside of my cycle, cramping, bleeding, hot flashes, passing out during my cycle, passing out during bowel movements, and then tons of exasperating symptoms as far as my my other chronic illness diagnoses I had. I had already been diagnosed with allergies, asthma, um, chronic sinus infections, all of these things. So as my cycle really started to come in, I was able to balance it. But then there came a point to where the endometriosis showed up and showed out, but it took me 16 years to get that diagnosis. Wow. Oh, Yeah. And many of us who have lived with endometriosis um, and other um, conditions, even though they don't label endometriosis as of yet as an autoimmune condition, um, it really behaves like it is one (laughs) in my mind's uh, mindset. So this is the thing. You had that journey of dealing with that for uh, many, many years. But 
What did it take for you to really get the answers and the solutions that you needed? So it's really interesting. I know lots of people know me from, um, you know, prior to the Dr. LJ Johnson, right when I was in the fitness industry and I was all about fitness and that was my outlet. That was my connection. That was kind of like my foundation of getting my health journey on. I was dealing more with the physical fitness, right? So we're talking about, you know, running the six week challenges to lose weight. You know, how do we decrease our body fat? What do we do to, you know, get this body that appeared healthy? And really what happened for me is I was traveling the world opening gyms, teaching conferences, you know, telling everybody what to do, you know, to get a body like mine, to get these muscles. And then all of a sudden I started showing up at conferences. There's nothing more humbling than showing up at a conference, being in the hotel up on the 10th floor in debilitating pain, not able to come down and teach the own conference that you showed up for, right? When you're the lead speaker, I got to where everything I was saying on stage was not working for me. I began to shift because what happened is I was always focused on the physical, the aesthetics. And even as I say it right now, I'm like, I didn't think of it as a negative and I don't want it to look at it seem as a negative if you're a personal trainer or a group fitness instructor or a fitness professional. But for me personally, that wasn't enough. I had what appeared to be healthy, right? I had the low body fat. I had the energy. I could teach all the classes. I could create all the choreography. I had what appeared to be a healthy body and I was clean eating. But deep down inside, I was hiding in plain sight. I was always in pain. I was chronically bleeding. I had these health issues. I was either on stage showing up a million miles an hour and amazing or in chronic pain crawling to the bathroom, right? Also a single mother of two children was not able to take my kids to school, you know, having to text neighbors to come over and get your kids dressed and ready for school. Very, very humbling. So for me, I had to take a step back because as I said, again, and I'll end with this, I was saying one thing on stage and it was moving the crowds and it's, it gives me chills just thinking about it, right? It was moving the crowds and it was doing what I thought it was supposed to do. But at the end of the day, it stopped working for me. That mindset of over-exercising and under-eating to balance my hormones wasn't working. The mindset of, you know, we're going to exercise the pain away. You know, we're going to do this, that, and the other. It stopped working for me. And so I really had to stop and decide, was I going to be a fraud and keep showing up on stage and selling what everyone wanted? Or was I going to come back, get some education, shift what I was doing and really come more out of the mental health at um, mental health and, and illnesses and really stop focusing more on physical health and really encompassing a holistic endo approach. And so for me, that was huge because a lot of the things that I was doing was no longer working. A lot of the things I was telling people, the books I had written, all of these things, they were no longer applying to me. And it also opened my eyes to really some of that miseducation education that I'd been giving over the years, just calling myself out, you know, is saying all of these things. But when you're dealing with endometriosis, PCOS, fibroids, hormonal imbalances, and thyroid issues, the cookie cutter clean eating, the cookie cutter exercise programs, they no longer work. And so what makes it so powerful and what makes my programming so amazing now is because it's tried and true, right? It's not just book knowledge. I joke about it all the time. I don't come from the high horse of do this because this is what I learned in school. I'm like, baby, I come from the low horse, the been there, done that horse, the horse of like, this is what works. These are the changes you have to make. And so for me, it was a huge shift, not only in my personal life, but my career. Wow. That Great. was deep. Um, why I, one of the reasons why I respect you, um, to the level that I do, um, and admire you is because you come from a place of truth. You come from a place of, um, 
also of humility too, because you show your and integrity. That's the word. You come from a place of integrity because you really um, pre- practice what you preach mm-hmm. and you tell the truth about your journey. You're very candid about your journey. So you came from a place of the fitness world, which Mm -hmm. honestly, I'm going to be honest, I was not as aware of that journey as much as the fitness journey. I thought that it all came about a part of the um, what you do now, but actually that's where you started and then transition. Got it. So you came from that place, got the training that you needed um, and education that you needed to really be able to support people holistically. And that's mm-hmm. what people need. They need their whole mind, body and soul, spirit, all you know, every whatever people say, they need right. everything taken care of. What what are what for you personally, what did you have to change before? so that you could help others? Like, was there something about you that you saw was the starting point to you really being able to help others effectively? That's a great question. The biggest thing I had to do, number one, was accept that. And I even want to, as I call myself out in transparency, I even want to, if I could erase what I said in the beginning, right? My diagnosis, that is the biggest one. And I catch myself, once again, I catch myself daily. That is not my diagnosis. That is not Mm -hmm. mine. That is a diagnosis that's been given, but it's not mine. So I think even in the beginning, I said, you know, it took me 16 years to get my diagnosis. That diagnosis does not define me. And that is, once again, calling myself out every day, baby. I have to focus on it. That diagnosis of endometriosis is not who I am. It is part of my journey. And that was the biggest thing. I had to accept the diagnosis, but also realize that that was not a death sentence just because there was no cure or anything like that. It didn't mean that my life was over. And that was the biggest thing I had to do. And with that, it came a lot of mindset. A lot of, I did an Instagram post yesterday, like you can't heal your body if you don't even believe in it, if you don't believe in yourself. And so for me, I had to really take responsibility, accept that this diagnosis was added on with all the other chronic illnesses, but know that it wasn't a death sentence and that I could have an amazing life after that. Wow. Yeah. You know, the thing is this, I relate to this so much because the diagnosis um, that was later given to me of endometriosis, it took over 30 years for me to get that, that Mm -hmm. diagnosis. Um, And it was a challenging thing for me. Well, let me take that back. Not 30 years. I'll say it took um, at least 28 years um, Mm -hmm. for that to come. And it was a challenging time in my life to go from childhood to that period of time to get the diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, but it teaches you something. It can be a humbling thing. Like you say, like you said before, Mm -hmm. the things that you aren't able to do until you learn how to really treat yourself holistically, the pain. And then one of the things that you talk about is all of the areas of the body that is impacted by endometriosis right. that people don't even know, like pain with bowel, bowel movements, like how it affects your skin, like how it affects your hair, your you know your oral health, all types of things. A lot of people don't know just how right. inflammatory it is. Can you explain that, um, that part of things? 
That's a huge, huge thing. And even when you said oral, like I, people, I'll be very honest. People are like, oh, honey, your teeth are beautiful. I'm like, baby, you don't know how much I have paid for these pearly whites <laughs> because mm -hmm. endometriosis, it's, you know, I guess we should even define it. It's chronic systemic inflammation throughout your entire body. So it's not just pelvic pain. It's not a reproductive disorder. So endometriosis, which this is also, if you go on Dr. Google, it's going to say something different, but work with me here. Endometriosis is uterine-like tissue found outside the uterus. It is not endometrial tissue. It is not endometrium. It is not uterine lining. It is uterine-like tissue found outside of the uterus that is hormonally driven, has autoimmune-like factors, causes chronic systemic inflammation throughout your entire body. Those lesions also create and produce their own progesterone and their own estrogen, which is why, as I segue into one of the misconceptions, that is why birth control does not heal your endometriosis. It does not turn off your endo because it is not uterine-like tissue. So all of that said, that chronic systemic inflammation works throughout your entire body. It can be nosebleeds. It can be sinus congestion. It can be a lot of ENT issues. It can be a lot of dental issues. As your bowel health is not moving, if you're chronically constipated, I know it seems TMI, but I'm like, nothing's TMI when you're on a healing journey. And if you're listening to this podcast, it's because you want to get in the driver's seat of your health. So I got to bring you the real tea. So if you have that chronic constipation, you'll have the fungal overgrowth in the gut, the IBS, which is literally BS when they don't know what's going on with your digestive tract, the joint pain, the weight gain, all of those things, that is a symptom and a sign that your body is giving you a check engine light that something is not right. And that all comes with endometriosis. I know for me, I've had a lot of dental issues. I was that person that was, you know, the $200 toothbrush, the water pick, the flosser, the everything. But when your gums are inflamed, right, you're not able to get dental implants and they, they don't work, right? They don't last. I had to have an emergency surgery, get almost all of my implants pulled out besides three because my body was reacting to it. I had the heavy metal poisoning, like everything is just super, super sensitive. And I feel the need to add that when you're dealing with endometriosis, some of you are just hypersensitive. And that was me too. I was sensitive to heat. I was sensitive to cold. Mm -hmm. I was sensitive to food. I was that person. They were like, girl, you're always sick. And I was like, I guess I kind of am. The wind would blow. Someone could have a cold two, you know, two miles away. And then I would, you know, my immune system was under attack. So the biggest thing you need to remember is if you're trying to get yourself in the driver's seat of your health, yes, there's the period pain, the pelvic pain, the bloating, the murder scene periods, all of those things. But if you really want to get some wins, right, to start laying that foundation, you've got to work on your gut health, number one. And number two, we have got to get that inflammation in check because you can't decrease the pelvic pain if you're inflamed. You can't decrease the joint pain, you know, all of the itises, you know, gastritis, you know, arthritis, all the ITS, right? All the tises, all whatever you want to call them, the itises, those things are really inflammation. And so if you really want to really turn your world around and just have some of the most simple basic steps, I would say to address the gut health and the inflammation. And those were huge, huge things for me. Now, for some of you, gut health is going to look like identifying food triggers, um, you know, maybe getting off this soapbox of, oh, I eat clean, you know, oh, I'm keto, I'm paleo, I'm vegetarian, I'm pescatarian, baby, we all these things. But at the end of the day, you have to figure out what works for your body and what mm -hmm. works for me and what turned my endo around when I began my very beginning parts of my journey is I was keto. And so that worked for me. Now I am no longer keto, right? As my body changes, as my hormones balance and develop, I was able to change my eating routine, but gut health and decreasing the inflammation is huge. Wow. The 
education on this. I mean, when yes. people listen to this, oh my goodness, because I was sitting here like just eating it all up. This was just <laughs> some delicious information. People don't know this um, mm -hmm. because even for me, my endometriosis was um, so widespread throughout my, you know, it affected my colon, it affected right. my bladder, it affected everything. And I had you know, quotation marks for those of you who can't see IBS as a diagnosis, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. that's because they never really got to the core so source of it. And it mm -hmm. once my doctor went in and did an abdominal laparoscopic procedure, she's like, how do you even live like this? You right. have one of the most severe cases I have ever examined. My doctor had informed me it was stage four and mm -hmm. had been um, had, you know, attacked everything, including affecting my um, fallopian tubes to the right. point that they were they didn't work. Um, there was no way for anything to go in and out of it. So that's what people don't realize is that those lesions can attack to anywhere throughout those areas of your body. Mm -hmm. That inflammation is systemic and not just, you know, located around or outside, you know, of your uterus. It's everywhere. Right. And actually my rheumatoid arthritis and my fibromyalgia improved um, once I got my endometriosis and inflammation under control. But it mm -hmm. um, unfortunately what could not get under control, no matter what I tried, was my anemia, which is what led to my hysterectomy. So we're going to touch on this very sensitive subject. Yes. Of hysterectomy. Are you ready? I'm ready. So being the expert in this. Tell me, what is your point of view? Your page says it, but they don't know about your page. So y'all need to go follow her because she, <laughs> she she keeps it. Okay. She keeps it real, real. Um, tell me, in hysterectomy and endometriosis, your point of view. The biggest thing that I would scream from the mountaintops if I could is endometriosis is not cured by hysterectomies. Hysterectomies. I'm going to say it several different ways so you can let it all soak in. You cannot have a hysterectomy and cure your endometriosis. Hysterectomies remove your uterus. Remember the definition. I know it was a lot, but I'll circle back to this one big point. Endometriosis is uterine-like tissue found outside of your uterus. Therefore, removing your uterus and all of your lady parts, all your female parts, is not going to cure your endometriosis. It can give you quality of life. It may help with the anemia, the murder scene periods, the chronic pain. There may be some benefits, but it's not going to necessarily remove the endometriosis lesions. If you actually go to my page, um, you'll see I posted a video of someone that had a full hysterectomy, and she looks pretty probably, I mean, nine, almost say 10, 11 months pregnant. She's super inflamed, super bloated. And in her comments, she's saying, hey, had the hysterectomy. It did not turn my endo around. She's still going in with stage four, you know, stage four endometriosis to have a surgery to remove the endometriosis. So if you truly want to remove the endometriosis lesions, you need to have excision surgery, laparoscopic surgery. Sorry, I just got on a soapbox, but I got to drop mm -hmm. these gems. Laparoscopic is great for, you know, diagnosis diagnosing and seeing what's going on, but it does not remove the endometriosis. Mm -hmm. Ablation, it's kind of like mowing the grass. You know, you can go in there and burn the top layer of the inside of your uterus. P.S. We just said it a thousand times. We'll say it again. 
endometriosis is not inside the uterus. So ablation is not going to cure or correct your endometriosis. If you truly want to have the endometriosis lesions removed, you need to have excision surgery done by an excision specialist, um, not an OB that's like, yeah, I'll go in there and see what I can find. Uh, no, 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 no. You need somebody that eat, sleeps, and breathes endo. And I work with some amazing surgeons. So once again, hysterectomies do not cure endometriosis. Laparoscopic procedures are for diagnostic purposes. They don't remove endometriosis. Ablation, where you kind of go in and burn it. You know, it's kind of like mowing the grass. The weeds are going to keep coming back, baby. So you might as well get on those hands and knees, pull out the roots, do the work. If you truly want that done, that is excision surgery where they actually go in and excise and cut out the lesions. Let me give you a little caveat. Now, I know you can have an amazing life with or without excision and with or without endometriosis, but even if you have excision surgery, you need to still look at a holistic approach, lifestyle changes, so that you can really decrease the chances of those lesions coming back because once again, it is not an end-all be-all cure. Wow. I know. This, this is like <laughs> so good. She said, I know. Yeah, like know. this is so good and i actually need an hour with you but we don't have an hour today but we'll come Lord, back for part two we'll come do back part two. this is part one y'all um wow because we went in deep so this is the thing i am a woman who had um had a hysterectomy mm -hmm. um after my hysterectomy my within weeks my anemia which was the cause of me having to have have it completely went away. I had gotten the pain under control. Mm -hmm. um, I just could not stop the heavy bleeding. Um, this, you know, natural holistic methods um, with, you know, everything that we tried, excision procedures, everything, nothing got rid of it. But I had to make that hard choice because once your hemoglobin is going to eight or nine right. and your next period is coming, what's going to happen to your life? And it right. was at that point between life or death or taking other extreme measures that I did not want to take. So I say all of this to say is that I didn't go in and say, give me a hysterectomy because this is going to solve all my problems. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm tired of having a period. I went in because of the severe anemia. And I, I always try to tell people that it's not to cure it, to cure my endometriosis. It happened to cure my anemia because for the first time in my life, a sister is rolling around here with a 13 hemoglobin. Hey. And I'm like, I had never seen it in my life. The energy I woke up with the day after my hysterectomy, that was what was crazy is the next day from that day, mm -hmm. my energy levels, the way that I was, my life changed. But I don't recommend a hysterectomy to everyone because women who had total hysterectomies have still said they had endometriosis symptoms. Correct. I have had many people that I've talked to have, who have still said it. I happen to be one that did not. And so we have to know that one shoe does not fit all and doesn't solve everyone's problems. Um, so I think it's very important that I'm so glad that we had this discussion because it hit on some very important points that people don't know. So awesome. LJ, you just read us and, and educated us on so much. Um, there's some points that I would love to touch on, such as the family aspects and everything. But we're probably going to have to do that next time because um, sister's booked and busy. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Changing those lives, changing those wounds. But we'll definitely do a part two. Yes, let's do a part two. But what I want to do in the meantime is can you please tell the audience where we can find you? 
Well, I'm on Clubhouse. I'm on Instagram. I'd say Instagram's the hub. Go over to LJS underscore powerhouse. I've got my Instagram there. I've got my own podcast, The Holistic Endo Expert. So I've got an Instagram for that. Just released a new episode today um, all about PCOS and endometriosis. So it is PCOS Awareness Month in September. I'm not sure when this is being released, but now it's September, baby. We are in September talking about PCOS and endometriosis. So I dropped, I released today on my podcast, um, some hacks so that if you're managing PCOS alone or if you have PCOS and endometriosis. So that's where you can find me. All my links are there. Definitely. We'll put a link if you guys want to jump, jump on job. <laughs> this is going to be a great day. What can I say? Honey? If you want to jump on a free discovery call, you can. Um, I would just love to empower and educate you to be in the driver's seat of your health. That is the biggest thing. So many times we get discouraged by the diagnosis. We get discouraged about the lack of information or we get full of misinformation and misconceptions that do not lead us to the healing journey that we need. Wow. See, um, Dr. LJ is over here a um, an expert in health and self-advocacy, especially for endometriosis, PCOS, and chronic illness warriors who are trying to get that inflammation down so that they can get yes. their health and life under control. So I appreciate you so much for joining me. We are, ladies and gentlemen, going to have a, a second part to this because there's so much more to dig into. And I suggest you see her on Instagram and on all the platforms she's available and click that button for that free discovery call, that free consultation. It could lead you to the solutions you've been looking for all along. And I wish I knew Dr. LJ. Um several years ago um, myself. So thank you so much um, for joining us. There's one thing I always end every episode with, and that is my sisters, we may be inflamed, but we are still here. And as long as we are here, we might as well thrive together because inflamed sisters thrive together always. Have a wonderful day, everybody.